Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor and cookbook author, and the Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutritional medicine, and healthy living taken from my main podcast, The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my free recipes, books, newsletter, and download the app at thedoctorskitchen.com. I think we're becoming as a consumer a lot more aware of the uh animal issues and the um the issues around our food supply in terms of animal cruelty but we're not really focusing on the humanitarian issues that are going and that plague our food supply chain yeah. um i was wondering if you could talk a bit about that because well i th- i think that it, that's exactly what my impression was that you know there is a shift in terms of people. The demand is more for eco-friendly products now, which is fantastic. Um, I think that businesses are responding to that. So it's very attractive for them. They know that it's a very good marketing tool for them to make it sound as eco-friendly as possible. Um, and they're making moves because that's what the demand is saying. If we did that for human cruelty-free products yeah. then that would be the same um i think there's a sort of two two pronged approach uh there's a top down and a bottom up like we as consumers can have a responsibility to look for ask encourage businesses um you know buying products that we can see are they've made a move to away from human cruelty but then also at the same time it's it's legal um targeting businesses making sure that they're accountable for their workers yeah the two things that i absolutely love as you were probably aware are coffee and chocolate uh, and, uh, you know, they're the two things i looked up because i knew <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. i'm glad I knew that that was i'm coming. so glad <laughs> so coffee and chocolate are my two favorite things i always look for um certain like stamps and labels and it makes me feel better as a consumer that i'm making a concerted effort to at least choose products that label themselves as cruelty free or have a fair trade mm-hmm. pathway yeah. you gave me the unfortunate news a few <laughs> months back <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> that those labels aren't always as reliable. reassuring and reliable as they could be um, i think that with fair trade with chocolate is probably the easiest way to ensure that um, your chocolate is taking or the company's taking reasonable steps to make sure that workers are valued and paid well and they're not, you know, destroying communities. Um, Cadbury's, for example, was making sure that all their dairy milk products were fair trade in 2009. And I think by 2016, they were like, well, we're not going to do fair trade. We're going to do our own sustainable program, um, which is obviously not independent and you can't completely trust a company doing their own thing and they're part of craft Mm. which is not so good (laughs) with other things so you know that and actually now i think craft own green and blacks or something cadbury's own green and black so that actually there's some changes there yeah i don't know it's really it's hard to i've noticed the trend um and this isn't a big like anti-corporate spiel or whatever because i think we do need to work with big industries and there are ways in which we can do that efficiently but I am noticing a trend whereby bigger businesses are capturing and acquiring smaller businesses that have a very good sort of ethical standpoint, a very good consumer base mm. that trust them implicitly. Yeah. The one that comes to mind is like Pucker Herbs, for example. I love Pucker Herbs. I think they're great. They've got 
great teas and all the rest of it. They were started by um, two founders who who had genuine sort of um, uh, an ethical standpoint in terms of making sure that their workers were compensated and they, they sourced them ethically. Um, but they've been acquired by a big corporation. I think it was Unilever a couple of years ago. And so that kind of oh. makes me feel a little bit un uncomfortable but at the same time i think we as consumers also need to appreciate that maybe some of these corporations do have some social backbone (laughs) yeah but then i think it's i think it's interesting because they for example i think is it capri's that that bought green and blacks uh, it was uh, Craft. Craft. It was either Cabaret's or Croft. Because I, I think, think they was, said yeah. they were going to run it as an independent entity. Yes. So yeah. that it could retain its yeah. organic. But already the organicness is slightly slipping away. And I think, you know, it's really hard to be completely independent and be part of a big machine that doesn't necessarily yeah. prioritize. I, I think that's the standard sort of thing when uh, any big business acquires a smaller business. They keep a lot of the managerial roles uh, and the uh, employees in place to maintain their mm-hmm. sense of culture. But gradually over years, months or whatever, they will change the business to be a lot more profitable and to perhaps sometimes relax some of the things that are less of a priority, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I noticed that with a few things, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think it's quite difficult to follow. Uh-huh. Um, and it's very difficult to sort of really truly be aware as a consumer. There are some products that, um, you know, you can know their whole ethos is about, you know, valuing their workers and, paying people well and not completely destroying <laughs> uprooting communities in the process um so you can you can go for brands that actively have this as their whole core um but it's difficult with the more high street stuff that we know that it, you know I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutritional medicine and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. And you can find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen. Sign up for free recipes every single week at thedoctorskitchen.com. And don't forget to download the app. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.